Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeo with me again. We are, we are going through and, and reading the questions and answers that we have already given answers by email to those who send questions by email. There is another question in January, from January 5, 1921, 2021, 1921, 2021, from a brother, Kapka. This brother is from, from Jamena in, in Shard Republic. Republic of Chad, as another country in uh, West Africa, and he wrote and said, "Greetings to you in the wonderful and all-powerful name of Jesus Christ, our living Lord and Redeemer." My name is Elopolo. I am a Christian and presently, presently residing in Yamena, Chad. I'm 49 years old. The purpose of writing this email is to share this article below. So please prayerfully, carefully read it for me on what you think about it. And this article is a long article talking about the laws that restore health, physical health. Say we may give many causes for the suffering of disease in our world today, but the major cause is the disobedience to nature's laws. So this article is talking about the law of nature. So being the laws of God are designed for our good, that obedience to them promotes happiness in this life and aids in the preparation for the life to come. So that this article talks about the sunshine, the light, and so on. I'm not going to read through the article. But the, the article says, obedient to these laws will restore the health in many who now suffer needlessly. If you would like to learn more about these laws of health and how to use them in your daily life, you say visit a, a, a website. Okay. So together with nature's laws, God has given us messages in his word that we must obey here. On this earth, in order to grow spiritually and to have eternal life when Jesus comes to take his people to heaven. This message of the following. The spiritual laws of health. So they'll say he just listed a lot of spiritual laws of health. And then this is my answer to this sister. Her name is Grace. I said, Dear Grace, thanks for your email and the article. The book of Revelations is preached and taught by teachers as each person feels is inspired. If you go to my website, I give the website, you see my series on Book of Revelation as preached and taught by me. So I do not present myself as the authority either, but I've taught it as the Spirit of God inspired me. Having said that, therefore, I will not comment, I will not comment on your presentation below since I have asked several denominational groups present similar explanations. Similar explanations. Let me see whether this is the same question. Now, this is continuation of this uh, email that came from Sister Grace of uh, Chad, from Chad Republic, the Jamina in Chad. And I was responding to that email. I said, the book of Revelation is preached and taught by teachers as each person feels he's inspired. If you go to my website, you will see my series on Book of Revelations as preached and taught by me. I do not present myself as the authority either, but I have taught it as the Spirit of God inspired me. Having said that, therefore, I will not comment on your presentation below, since I have had several denominational groups present similar explanations. I will, however, comment on the last statement, which stated that death is a state of silence, inactivity, an entire unconsciousness referred to in the Bible as sleep. And that was what the article said. 
I said, my, that statement is in error. That's my comment. That statement that the dead is just a state of silence and entire unconsciousness in activity as referred to in the Bible as sleep. See, that statement is in error according to the Lord Jesus' teaching about the rich man, Lazarus, and Abraham. Totally conscious. Look, look at this at Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to 31. The rich man that died and was buried and his soul... That's where our consciousness, our consciousness is in our soul, not in the physical body. It is when the soul is in this body that it gives sensation, senses to the body. The sight, the hearing, the seeing, the smell, the feeling comes from the soul that has energized the physical body. And when the body is there, the soul is too sensitive wherever it is taken to hell or paradise. It will be sensitive seeing. Hearing, that's what the story of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ gave about the rich man. And Lazarus, that was where total consciousness was there. Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to 31. My personal experience is also totally conscious. The body is asleep, yeah? Or the body is rotting in the grave, yeah? But the spirit and soul goes to hell or paradise in total consciousness. The Lord Jesus came to bear witness to the truth. Look at that. First Peter chapter 3, verse 18. If he was not conscious... He will not go to preach to souls in prison. You see that? If the Lord Jesus was not conscious, he was put in the sepulchre for three days. But his spirit and soul was conscious. So he was not conscious, he won't go to preach to souls in prison. So I admonish you that you read through my Revelation series or listen to the audio sermons of it. God bless you. Now that was how I responded to this. And the article was talking about many things and it talked about the death is a state of silence and inactivity and entire consciousness. That was the only part I decided to respond to because they are everybody is describing the book of Revelation, whether this symbol means this or this symbol means that. That was what the article was talking about that she sent and talking about the nature's law and so on and so forth. But when it comes to death being just unconsciousness, I responded to that that no, you have to and you don't throw everything out, just point to the one that is uh, that is narrow. Because that's how we try to point it out to people. We don't try to say we are the authority either, but the truth is the truth. Jesus Christ said he has come to bear witness to the truth. And the truth is that there is resurrection. He told us that there's a rich man, Lazarus and Abraham, they were all conscious in paradise and the one in hell. And they were talking back and forth. And many people have attested to that when they have a near-death experience or death and come back to life. You are conscious. That's your real you. It's the real you that comes out of the body through the mouth and goes to wherever it wants to go to. And the body is put in the grave. That's just a, like a coat that you are wearing. And then that is why you need to be a believer, believe the truth. God bless you. Praise Lord, this is Brother Julius Adiwomi. I'm going through these recordings on question and answers that we receive from the from emails from those that have been receiving, listening to our radio broadcast and they ask questions that pertain to life or Bible stuff, Bible questions. And there's another question that I'm going to come that I'm going to read and give the I will read the question and I'll read the answer that we send back to this listener to this Christian brother or sister. We send already a response by email, and then if I need to expand for that, I will expand for that as I 
conclude the answer given. This is from Sister Kemi from Nigeria, Enugu State, Nigeria. I said about our viewpoint. He said, This is Sister Kemi writing from Eastern Nigeria. I'm very concerned about the new president in America today. Now, this was written in January of 2021, January 25, 2021. So, you're talking about the, the current presidency. I'm very concerned about the new president in America today because of his support for abortion, same-sex marriage, and other sins in comparison. We think America is truly a divided nation that needs a spiritual revival. So many church pews are empty because so many have turned away from God and his word. Violence has also increased tremendously. The major reason is that children are not being raised up in the ways of the Lord. I hope I can get a feedback from you on my viewpoint in Christian love, Mrs. Kemi from Nigeria, from Enugu State. Now this is observation from people that are even outside the country, outside America, reading the news from Newsweek, from Time Magazine, seeing all that's going on, and they are giving their own judgment. Of course, this is what I responded to her because those things are true. But you have to put everything in perspective with other parts of the world also. There is my response. And I said to, to Kemi, the whole world is going through bath pains, bath pains, because the end is near. And the Lord Jesus is coming soon. The kingdom of God will take over the kingdoms of this world when Christ shall come. Read the book of Revelation chapter 19 and 20. America is not alone in the woes. Just look at the insecurity in Nigeria, Boko Haram plague, Fulani Elsmen, kidnapping, corruption, etc. That we are reading also in the news. And of course, I say we are reading in the news because when you go to ask some people in Nigeria, only those that are really affected are crying. Those who are seeing that the design to them is like, hey, it's half all over there, it's half all over there. The same thing is what is going on all over the world. The only solution for the world is the Prince of Peace. The Lord Jesus Christ, whom we preach, is coming soon. That's my response. Jesus is coming soon. Believers everywhere should look up. Lift up your heads, for our redemption draws nigh. Set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth, as the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says. God bless you. That was how I responded to this email that was pointing out the fact that America is going south down south in ungodliness and abomination and immorality because those are abomination. Homosexuals plaguing the world, they want to pull, push it to the rest of the world and some countries are rejecting it because it's abomination in the eyes of God. The LGBTQ is abomination in the eyes of God. And yes, for a government to be pro promoting it or supporting it, they are also abomination in the eyes of God. But you see, it's not only America, the world is full of all those evil things everywhere. Because the science of the end. I was in a vision many years ago, many years ago before I came to America, even where I saw the sky open and principalities and powers of spirits that come to the world before it were moving in the sky in their different colors. All those satanic spirits that have formed some form of religion or ideology, they were moving from the east to the west. And I was looking at them like a different costume they were wearing. And at the end of those movements was the Lord Jesus Christ moving. He also formed a, a Christianity upon the earth. 
And then as they pass out, the voice said, they are coming back. They are appearing again on the east. Coming on the east, coming again in their color. On the, the sky. And Lord told me that they are coming back. Then, by the, at the end of it, the, the flash of light, which is the rapture. The Lord Jesus the Lord Jesus is the only one that was wearing white in that in that vision. And the Lord told me that that means gross darkness is coming back to cover the world in the harvesting time. When they are coming back the second time, that's the harvesting time. They came forming false religions, false ideas, false doctrines, all those ungodliness from the east to the west. And now they are coming back in the harvesting to get gathered out. That's what you see in the book of Revelation, where they said, the Lord will put on his sickle and harvest the saints. And then the devil, the angel put on his sickle to harvest the, the grapes of the earth and cast them into the, into the fire. So this is harvesting time. That's why you see ungodliness increasing. Things that look like mythology in those days now are now in the news. Because when we were growing up, homosexuality is like we had it, that, that was why God disordered them and Gomorrah. Now it's in the news that they are already here. We heard in the when we were growing up that kidnapping, ritualistic worship where they kidnap human beings and sacrifice them for idols was in those days like legendary stories. Now it's in the news. People being kidnapped for, for ritualistic worship in different parts of the world. Satanic worship was like in those days we heard about it. Now it's in the news. There are satanic worshippers even in the western part of the world in the European country. See, it is harvesting time. Those satanic spirits that form all those false ideas that come back. To harvest, to harvest the world. And that is what we are seeing. That's why I say it's the son of the end. But we believers as a following Christ, look up because it's coming suddenly to rapture the same before there will be a destruction of this world. That's why we are asking everybody to look on to Jesus. Repent, it's coming soon. And if you are for him, he loves you, keep yourself, keep your garment white. See, lest you be found naked and they see your shame. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord, this is Brother Julius Adiwomi, and I'm going through this question and answers that we that we have on our website to record it for others that don't send the question by email. They can learn by listening to the answer we give to these listeners that have listened to our radio broadcast and they ask questions about life, about their about their own uh, about Bible questions they may have. Here's another question that came in February 2021 from a brother called Olo, Olo. And this is from Kenya in Africa. He said, he was asking about what are the benefits of giving out Bibles? What are the benefits of giving out Bibles to people? I don't know what he what he, he was doing as a as a kind of a ministry or participating in a ministry that is giving out Bibles. So he asked a question about this is his email. Greetings in the precious name of our Lord Jesus, our Lord and Savior. A year ago I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and ever since the Lord has been doing great things in my life. Just recently I was led to buy a case of holy Bibles that I want to I want to give to some poor believers in my area who are unable to afford it for themselves and who ask me for one. I have the case of Bibles in my hand right now and plan to distribute it next week. Before I go ahead and do so, I would like to know the benefits these Bibles will 
be to this Christian believer's lives, who will get a copy to read. That's the first question he was asking. Will the world reward be abundantly for this gesture of mine? So please, can you pray for me? And then the quarter question, have you ever given out free Bibles to anyone there? Can you share your experiences and testimonies with me and the fruits harvested resulting from that? Thank you so much. This is from Kenya, a 54-year-old person. Okay, this is my response to him by email. So I try to record this for you listeners that are out there that may hear it so that you may have similar questions. Why do we serve God this way? Why do we give of our fund to the Lord this way? It's perhaps what this is all about. You want to see what is my reward. And this is my response because sometimes people mis misinterpret the purposes of the of, of serving the Lord. Because some people thought, well, if I give God one dollar, he's going to have to give me hundred dollar back in, in, in cash or in kind. So there are rewards. They say the Lord doesn't. He said God, the Lord give us something. He said I'm not telling you what I saw. This is an explanation. But let me first read what I said to by email to this brother, and then I will expand for that because many times we need to explain for that quoting scriptural Bibles so that we are not left in that. Is my, my, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. This is my response. Thank you for your questions. We that know the love of God, we serve him wholeheartedly wanting to please the Lord. Not looking for a reward here or not. That is the first thing I said to this brother. Say, we that know the love of God, we serve him wholeheartedly wanting to please the Lord not looking for a reward here on earth. Our reward is with him in heaven. Take note of that. Our reward is with him in heaven. The book of Revelation chapter 22 verse 12 said, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Remember that. The word is with the Lord Jesus Christ to give to every man according as his work shall be. So, if you are planning to give out Bible so that you can get a reward here or not, then you have a wrong motive. That is what I responded to this brother. If you are planning to give out Bible so that you can get a reward here or not, then you have a wrong motive. God looks for motives. First of all, have you given your life to Christ as you said and have you been born again? Different. That is the first thing you must do to be classified as a disciple of Christ. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that is Jesus is your Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Just quietly pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart and that you accept him as your Lord and Savior, quoting the verse, Romans chapter 8, chapter 10, verse 9, above in your prayer. Then believe he heard you and has saved you. From henceforth, rejoice and be happy in the Lord. Then do all for him and not for an earthly reward. He promised to supply what I need also. God bless you. Now that was the summary of what I gave them, and I want to explain further to make us to see that we are not serving the Lord so that we can get physical 
money reward right here or not our reward is with him in heaven like he said my reward is with me when he shall come back he shall reward every man according as their work shall be remember the parable Jesus Christ gave of a householder that went on a far journey and he gave his servants job to do say occupy till I come occupy till I come so you wait for your reward when he comes back when he comes back in that parable of our Lord Jesus Christ and he called the servants that he has given talents to. The one make ten talents, make five more talents, make ten. He said, You rule over ten cities. That is, when he came back as the king now, he was making them to oversee the kingdom that he is he has obtained. That is what Jesus Christ meant. We believers are going to be positioned when Christ came back, when Christ had come back, we believers that have been serving him faithfully will be given rulership of the world. Maybe you are from this tribe. If you serve the Lord, well, you may be the one that is ruling that tribe by the time Jesus Christ comes back. You are going to be ruler because you have been serving the way you are not. So, some believers will be ruling nations. Some believers will be ruling cities. Some believers will be ruling towns. Some believers will be ruling galaxies and planets, other planets, all over the universe. Because they have served him well here on earth. While others that did not serve, they just are born again, they will just be citizens. They will just be citizens while the servants that are ruled, that will be made rulers. That's why he told that servant that has ten talents, you rule over ten cities. This one have five talents back, they rule over five cities. This one have two talents back, they rule over two cities. The one that went and hid, hide his talents, took it away from him. They even punished him for not doing anything with his talent. So you have to remember that the Lord is going to come back with reward for those that are serving him. So if you are serving him by just giving out tracts, you may not know whom the tract is ministering to, but you are serving him. If you are the one that even prints the tract with your own money, that's additional. If you just get the tract from many channels and you are taking your time to go out and give it to people, you are serving the Lord. Somebody that is converted through that tract, will be in your account also with the Lord Jesus Christ. It will not be in the account of the man that printed the tract or the man that is the evangelist that wrote the tract. It will be added to your own account also. So that all of you will share in that reward. See what I'm saying? So remember, you are serving the Lord. Do all things as unto the Lord. And then the Lord says something that we are to count ourselves as unprofitable servants. Unprofitable servants means that we are not trying to get something by serving you. Say we have only done that which is our duty to do. When you have that mindset, then the Lord is happy to reward you. But if you are like, say, I give you one dollar, you go give me ten dollar back, and you are getting upset because you didn't give you ten dollar back right now. You are not a, you are not an oppressive servant. He said we should, after we have done all that is commanded us, we should just say we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which is just our duty to do. You are, you are doing your job. It's something like when you are employed and you are the you are the one to give forms, uh, maybe application forms or passport forms to people that come for you. You are just doing your job. If somebody wants to give you tip, give me tip. Give you tip so that you can give him the form. No, I don't need the tip. I'm just doing my job. Or they want to give you bribe so that you can do it faster. No, I don't need the bribe. I'll do it at the pace that I can afford. That is what you say. We should be unprofitable servants serving the Lord, not for reward. So nobody needs to pay me to do what I'm doing for the Lord. Is my reward is later when it shall come back. Very important. That is how I want to conclude that. God bless you.
and I'll go to another question and answer here and see what answer we gave that might help the listener that is listening. Here's a question from a, 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 a brother called Eposa from, uh, from Mali. Gadugu is in Mali, I believe, in West Africa. And the question he, he sent to us, read this way. So what are the simple principles in God's word to reclaim my legacy? Calvary greetings in Jesus' name. My best wishes for a blessed 2021. He said, I'm glad that most people are glad to see 2020 and 2021. Right now, I find myself floundering in my personal life. My marriage has gone stay and my children have lost respect for me. That is, is, is a story. He said, he found himself floundering in, in his personal life. He said, his marriage has gone stale and his children are, have lost respect for him. Question, how can I find the keys to reclaiming all I have lost? I think you know that every man has a legacy, a heritage of real manhood. However, far too many of us find that legacy elusive. We are not sure what the legacy is, much less how to reclaim it. Consequently, we have pursued myths, settled for substitutes, or pretended all is well when deep inside something is missing. Question, what are the simple principles in God's world that we find when consistently applied we provide that missing something? That will not only revitalize my early marriage and quickening my early family, but will also empower me to be real man, the man of God designed me to be. So that regardless of my past and irrespective of my present circumstances, I can become a man of power to go ahead and reclaim my legacy. May God bless you and fill you with hope. Now that was from Brother Mike in Ugadigu, which is in Mali. Now, this is the response I sent to this brother Mike. Dear Mike, have you given your life to Jesus Christ and been born again? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. That is very important because he was talking about legacy. He was talking about um, he wanted to reclaim his uh, legacy. So there's joy and peace that comes with being born again, born again experience, and you should keep that joy and peace in you. By daily studying the New Testament and believing and practicing what you learn in it. Also seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When you pursue those, your questions will have been answered. That is, pursue the kingdom of God, seek to please the Lord, give your life to him and be born again. See, see, your life will change, and then even with your share, you think you are nobody expecting. When they begin to see a changed person, because when your life is changed, you begin to have love, compassion, doubt, joy, peace. The fruit of real good begin to manifest in you that even your children that do not respect before will begin to respect you. And your marriage will come back with your wife that you look like a, a strange wife right now, will begin to see a changed man 
in your lifetime, in your kindness. Because that is the fruit of the Spirit. When you are born again, peace, joy, love, love, kindness, long-suffering, meekness will begin to radiate from you. Because you are now obeying the Bible, you are now talking to Jesus, and the Spirit of God will come and live inside you. That changed life will make your your wife to want to be part of that. See? The wife is not a shallow devil. They will see a changed life, they will want to be part of it and say, whatever you have, I want to have it. That is what makes it. So this legacy he was talking about, only through Jesus Christ do you have a true legacy. Legacy of righteousness, joy, peace, kindness, steadfastness. Steadfastness in what you believe. Let you lay down your life for Christ by telling the truth in love. God bless you. I will continue this in the next uh, recording. Amen.